Parenting can bring some awkward moments. There was a time when one of our kids was in a play, and um, so the time came for him to deliver his parts, and he wasn't even in the room. Somehow he had slipped away from the stage and was gone. He was he was AWOL. He was missing in action. It was a pretty embarrassing moment. We all just kind of looked around, and it was like, uh, I guess that's not going to happen. And we had to laugh about it, although it wasn't laughable at the moment. Uh, I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department. And Danny, uh, surely there's been an embarrassing moment or two that you and Heather maybe couldn't laugh about at the time, but now you can? Uh, So I remember a moment holding um, my son at, uh, it was at the Olive Garden, and we were we were having dinner. It was a big uh, birthday celebration, and all of a sudden, I felt warmth just just coming on my leg, and uh, and and a, a big squeezing in my son's face, and I'm going, "Oh no, this is not going to be good." And just kind of let him finish up, you know. And and then uh, then I get up, and I had this giant green, oh, nasty looking <laughs> wet spot all over my pants. I mean, it was it was not small. It was huge. And I stood up, and it was just cold, and people were laughing some other tables were looking and I, I think they felt compassion it was pretty embarrassing just the amount of stuff i had on my pants and, and so then i went in the bathroom and washed up my son no in the sink here. no I, I washed him up in the sink in there in Olive garden I'm sure people were a little grossed out by the whole thing and then i came out with just my pants it looked like i completely wet my pants i mean it was all the way down i had scrubbed it down and uh very very wet and so now we laugh at that. That was a moment where I was pretty embarrassed because people were, were saw it. They were, they were laughing. It wasn't an awful embarrassment, but I was just starting to be. It was the beginning of me being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, apparently, we didn't have enough diaper on this son, and <laughs> it couldn't hold it back. <laughs> Time uh, to but, size up. But it's fun. It's <laughs> yes. so much fun to laugh at those types of memories together, uh, Heather and I, when we remember. I'm them. sure that my parents will have lots of memories. I'm going to have to ask them now. Uh, just. When did I embarrass you? I'm, and, and when could you laugh about it, actually? Uh, well, let's go ahead and turn a corner now. Uh, related, we're going to hear from Julie Hornock. She uh, has a daughter with some special needs, and she and Focus President Jim Daly uh, talked about some of the ups and downs that she experienced with her daughter, Lizzie. Uh, let me ask you, Julie, the good days and the bad days. So you get the diagnosis, kind of like where John and Dina were at. You know, the doctor says, okay, this is what we think your child is struggling with. Yeah. And then come back in a year. I mean, that was your situation. But what were the good days like and what were the bad days like? Well, the good days, I had to go through a lot to get to the good days because <laughs> my focus was so intense um, and so strong. And the good days were the days where I could slow down and just appreciate her for she, who she was, where she was. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't do that enough. You know, we're busy trying to get to this end goal. I can't wait till she speaks. I can't wait until, you know, she can go to school. I can't wait till she can play with a friend at recess. We always have these goals because we're trying to go back to these traditional benchmarks. Um, right. And the good days are whenever we can ta- stop, take a breath, and just be like, look at her. She's funny. You know, or look at her. She just did something so adorable. Look at her. She looks beautiful in that dress. You know, there's just 
slow down and be like, I just adore my child exactly how she is. You mentioned a story about uh, Lizzie being <laughs> obsessed, which is, you know, it's a common <laughs> characteristic. They they get into something and they just go deep in that area. For her, it was this yeah. area of pregnancy, seeing a pregnant woman. Yeah. So what happened with that? I mean, it's quite humorous. Oh, but. well, she... She is a humorous girl, and right? we, we thoroughly enjoy that part of it. Um, yeah, so she got obsessed with pregnancy because she had four teachers at her school that were pregnant <laughs> at the time. And so she wanted to know all the things, you know, and kids with autism, they like pictures. So I'm showing her, you know, I have to explain how the baby gets in the belly, how the baby comes out of the belly and all the options of that. And so she usually kind of settles on something and then just obsesses about it. And so mm-hmm. she settled on just obsessing if anyone and everyone, male or female, um, if they had any kind of belly, they were at risk when she was around of being asked if they were pregnant. Right. And, and so, yeah, what happened? And so, yeah, she didn't, she would just ask anyone and no one thought it was cute. So we had to make this rule, <laughs> you know, and right. we said, okay, Lizzie, you know, you're a rule follower. You cannot ask anyone if you're pregnant, if they're pregnant. And so she was fine with that because she was a rule follower. And then we were at church and as you probably know, everything embarrassing is going to happen right at church, right? Absolutely. Like always, every <laughs> yes. single time. And so everyone was getting up. And so she just takes off and she beelines to the, somewhere. And that's where my mommy radar is going nuts. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure it out. I got to cut her off. I got to stop this from happening. And so I see him in the corner of the room. It is this middle-aged man with this gigantic belly and i just know you know i know oh, no. and so i'm running i'm trying to catch her i'm trying to stop this it's such slow a slow motion for I'm you i'm shoving people Wait. out of the way that's how it felt it was like slow motion this is we're gonna offend someone pretty hard here and by the time i had gotten to them she had already pulled up his shirt and she was patting his bare belly oh my goodness and she goes what you got in there <laughs> and i was like part of me was proud because she she followed my rule, right? But, you know, yeah. it was pretty offensive. And How did he respond? I mean, I don't think he knew what to say. He it just... was church. Oh, kids really do give us so many reasons to laugh and to not take life so seriously. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Lighten up here, Mom and Dad. Uh, there are probably some parents thinking, uh, Danny, my child did something funny, but I overreacted. And probably out of embarrassment, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. you might have overreacted. Uh, at the restaurant. How, how do we make things right if our first reaction isn't our best? Yeah, I mean, really the natural thing is to, to ask for forgiveness, right? I'm sorry I overreacted. And using those words, I, it was unexpected. That was funny. I wasn't ready for it. You know, patience inside of me was not ready for what just came at me. And, and uh, it was funny. And you, you enjoy the funniness of it and apologize for uh, maybe words that were said, but be specific in the apology. If you just say, oh, I'm sorry, those, those words can get, get kind of old, but I'm sorry for what? Mm-hmm. And that teaches your child on how to repair when they've overreacted because they will do the same thing in their life at some point. They'll yeah. overreact. And you're getting to model what it means to be a human. <laughs> and that is you're going to have moments that were unexpected and you're not going to react the best way possible. And uh, I know that there are parents that many times are tired, they're stressed, they don't have much margin for laughing at things because they just don't have time. They don't have time for some of the uh, the nuances of the day or things that are going to work against what they thought was a schedule. And it is so, so hard for us to stop and actually pause and laugh at some moments that weren't supposed to happen. 
uh, yet, and they may make us late, and we've talked about this in previous uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> previous make episodes, me right? Late. <laughs> make, make me late, or 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 create a mess, or other things that are cleanable. It's harder to clean up the messes of emotional damage that you can create if you overreact. Just yeah. keep that in mind, and when you do it once, you know you ask for forgiveness. If it's a pattern where you're constantly reacting. Make sure you get some help and figure out what is the stress that's really overwhelming you or you're just not able to react. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's other things that are inside of there. It doesn't make you a bad person. Just don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to laugh with your kids and really enjoy who they are. Yeah. Well, Focus on the Family has so many resources to help you, to encourage you, to uh, support you in a time of need. We're a phone call away. And uh, this reminder that we have... Uh, caring Christian counselors, and you can call our 800 number and request to speak with one of those counselors. Uh, we'll schedule a time. They'll give you a call back, and uh, they'll hear what you're dealing with. They'll offer some insights. They'll probably pray with you, uh, and they can make some further recommendations for you to kind of get out of the the darkness and into some light. And uh, that's again a phone call away. 800, the letter A, and the word family. And if you've got a child uh, on the spectrum, as I do, I know you'll appreciate Julie Hornock's book. It's called United in Autism. We have that together with a free download of the full conversation Jim and I had with her. Uh, We're making those available for a gift of any amount to the ministry. So uh, donate generously as you can, and we'll have details in the show notes. And then finally, we have a free article online that you can access right away. It's called Encouraging Social and Behavioral Development in Children with Special Needs. It's written by Dr. Tyler Sexton, who's a former broadcast guest and himself has battled uh, some fairly significant challenges uh, that required some extra care. He's a great guy, and it's a terrific article, Encouraging Social and Behavioral Development in Children with Special Needs. Look for the link in the show notes. We'll hear from Dr. Kathy Cook next time about staying optimistic as a parent. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hey, parents. Parent here. I don't know about you, but most parenting advice I've found is a lot like my son's favorite foods, just beans and hot dogs. It's bland and way too juvenile for how old he actually is. But Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails have biblical stuff that helps me be intentional as a parent. It's great, like a chef salad of parenting tips. If you want biblical, practical, and personal tips to your inbox, here's how. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get weekly emails that make a difference.